Hello, everyone. Um, I feel like I haven't seen you guys in a while. I think it was in January. It's really the last time I got a chance to to uh, speak with you guys. I appreciate, first of all, you guys coming down. I know there are a lot of uh, unknowns right now, whether we're talking about the draft or free agency. But today is really about uh, the new coaches. And, you know, we'll have our coordinators up here to kind of speak to you guys. And uh, I don't know if Stacy told you guys, but afterwards, the rest of our new coaches, I think we have 17 new coaches. Uh, they will come down and, and hopefully we get a chance to to really vibe and connect. Um, they know that, you know, our relationship with the media is very important. Stacy and Aaron have done a good job explaining it to those guys. But at the same time, I think there needs to be uh, a good relationship between the two groups. And and hopefully, uh, look, I'll try to make myself available as much as possible. Um, but at the same time, today is really just about uh, the new coaches and the coordinators. Yeah, the process, uh, it was definitely a learning experience. Uh, I've interviewed people in the past before for other jobs, uh, but this one was a little bit different, but it was it was exciting. And I felt like I learned a lot. I learned a lot uh, from the coaches that came in and interviewed that didn't get hired. Uh, hopefully they had a, a good uh, sense of what we're trying to build here. Um, but it was it was good. It was good. You've had this job now for a month, month and a half. What's been the biggest surprise for you so far? The biggest surprise for me really has been the lack of true football tape I've had an opportunity to watch right now. Um, as a head coach, it's kind of uh, a little bit different. Right now we're trying to continue to you know nail down the rest of the staff and also uh, get into some of the things we want to do in the near future. Congratulations learning new things. From the coaches you didn't hire, what were a couple of those things? Uh, I mean, I don't want to get into X's and O's, honestly, not today. Um, but it was it was mainly about X's and O's and how those guys, uh, their leadership philosophies and and things like that. It wasn't it wasn't anything like groundbreaking, but at the same time, there were little nuggets that I took away. Oh, it was very important. It was very important for me to to have someone that I can bounce questions off of that's actually sat in that seat. Uh, I, it's been great. And honestly, I, I have relationships with uh, coaches around the league as well that have offered to help. You know, they're not in the AFC, so that's a, that's a good thing. Gerard, uh, you interviewed several candidates for offensive coordinator. What did you like about Van Pelt and I guess Ben McAdoo as well? Yeah, you know, you know, AVP, I'm not exactly sure, and I don't want to get into what happened at Cleveland, but all the people that I talk to, um, they speak very highly of AVP. Uh, obviously, he understands the X's and O's of the game, but also uh, developing talent. And, and really, he is a relationship guy, which I fundamentally believe is very important. Uh, before you really get into X's and O's with the guys on the field, they got to know that you care about them. And one thing about AVP, which you guys will see here shortly, uh, he is a people person, but also with an extensive knowledge of football. Tried to go off of that. That offensive coordinator search, at least from afar, seemed wide-ranging. Um, a number of different people interviewed. Why was it important to cast such a wide net for that job? Yeah, this is my first time doing it. Um, so you want to make sure that you have uh, a bar set and then work off of that bar. I feel very, I feel very good about where our staff is. Uh, once again, look, there will be I mean, one-offs here and there, but uh, it, it was very important just to talk to as many people as we could so we can get a good feel uh, for who we wanted to hire. Obviously, you come from the defensive side and you've schemed against you know all the best modern offenses. 
did you go into this thinking like, oh, I went against this offense, I'd like to go, I'd like to hire somebody from that tree, or you know, how did it work for you? Uh, a little bit, I, you know. Realistically, on I'm not going to talk too much about football, but realistically, on early downs, you're only going to get, you know, so many schemes. It's really the third down stuff that you really see coaches start to start to shine. It, it, it was important. Um, you know, anytime we played Cleveland or teams that it was at the top of my mind, uh, when we played teams like that, you always wonder, like, what are they thinking? And also, what are they thinking about us defensively? And so I feel like we've cast, you know, the net that we've casted. Uh, I will definitely learn a lot from these guys as well as we uh, as we prepare for the opponents going forward. Uh, uh, look, Hightower, you know, he was my little brother when he got here. Uh, one of the smartest players that I've been around. And we've been talking about this for a while. I'll be honest with you. We've been talking about it for a while. Hightower has always really wanted to coach. He was a coach on the field. Obviously, he took the torch and kind of ran with it as far as the championships and and the leadership skills that he has. Uh, it, it was very important, but it wasn't like a, you know, yesterday, hey, man, you know, you want to be my linebacker coach. This was a this was a extensive search. What kind, process. Advice, what kind of advice do you have for him who is kind of entering coaching in similar situations? Just to be a sponge, the same way he was when he came in as a player. Just try to learn from as many people as possible. Uh, when I got here, I could talk, talk about my journey. Uh, you know, you have a guy like Demarcus Covington who really started off on offense, moved over to defense quality control. Then all of a sudden he's coaching the linebackers without the linebacker tag. Then he's going to the front. But he had an extensive knowledge uh, of, of different position groups. And also, I would say he really helped me with the behind the scenes stuff, right? The drawing of the cards and, you know, setting up practice and things like that. Steve helped me as well. Uh, I spent a lot of time with DC and confident in what he's, what he's taught me. So for Hightower, he should do the same thing. You mentioned the number of new coaches coupled with the ones that are coming back. It seems like a fairly large staff. What led you to think that this number is the best? Yeah, you know, one thing we we wanted to make sure of is that we weren't duplicating roles. And so for for us, we were thinking about what value, what value does this role uh, bring to the team? Now, for historically, we've always had small staffs. And I mean, it's hard to get things done that way in today's NFL. We weren't really thinking about you know, the size, we weren't thinking, we were just thinking about how can we make this staff as good as it can be. Now, look, honestly, uh, after talking to a lot of coaches, your first year coaching, like you hope you put together the best staff, but realistically, I mean, it's a process. How much did you rely on Elliot Wolf, Gerard? How much did you rely on Elliot Wolf to help you fill out the staff? Yeah, Elliot, uh, he's been great. He was in all the interviews. Um, he definitely has a lot of contacts and resources outside of the building. When you, when, you know, from my perspective, all of my football has really been here. So it was very important for me to bring in, you know, the AVP, the McAdoo's, Elliot. You know, Elliot grew up in the scouting world. Uh, he's been at multiple places. It was very, it was very important to get their point of view uh, as well. Do you anticipate making any more additions to the coaching staff at this point? Um, I would say it's still a process. We're still working through it. There are some roles that we're thinking about, but at the same time, uh, this is, I mean, we're pretty set. We're pretty set. How would you be as your offensive coordinator? What are you expecting out of your offensive field? Yeah, I'm, ex I'm expecting, you know, first and foremost, a tough team, a uh, tough team. And I think after that, it really gets into uh, smart players. But you don't have to be a genius, but you have to be smart enough and really uh, explosive players and guys that really play for one another. Um, we want to check our egos. Oh, hold on. We, <laughs> we, you know, this is, you know, even from a coaching staff, uh, you know, I say it's an ego-free zone. 
And once we get the coaches on that same page, you hope that the players will, will follow suit and go out there and play for one another. A month ago, you. Uh, hold on, I gotta go. I gotta go. Here. Wait, hold on. Here we go. A month ago, you this day wasn't here, and now all of a sudden it is. So, how are you feeling about that? That you're a month later now, and you're almost got your final coaching staff, and you're ready to move on. Yeah, I mean, it feels great. It feels great, and and like I said, I'm very happy with the coaching staff that we have. You know, after this, you'll get a chance to uh, meet the coordinators, obviously, but also our position coaches will play a major uh, part in this team's success. Are you able to say whether Troy Brown is still on the staff? And if so, in what role? Yeah, Troy Brown is still on the staff. And, and once again, I would say uh, the staff is still pretty fluid, but he, uh, he is on the staff. What's your relationship like with Elliot prior to you ascending to the chair? Yeah, so once Elliot got here, we I mean, we hit it off the first time we really met. He's one of those guys. He's an ego-free guy. He just wants to win football games, and that's what, that's what I live by as well. And uh, he's been a great partner in this. Here, here. Absolutely, absolutely. From a team-wide perspective all the way down to the individual players, uh, our philosophy matches. We want to put good football players out there that are that are fast and smart and really play for one another. He sees it the same way. What role is uh, Robin Glazer? What duties is she performing for you? She was in on at least some of the interviews. But... Yeah, you know, honestly, like at, at this point in time, I just kind of want to focus on the coaches. Um, look, we'll have other opportunities to really talk about some of the things and some of the roles as it starts to really set into place. But right now, I'm focused on the coordinators, and I think we should focus on the coordinators and the assistant coaches. What attracted you to working with Demarcus Covington as a defensive coordinator? Yeah, you know, like I said, when I first got here, he showed me a lot of the behind the scenes. And so it was a it was a mentorship uh, or a reverse mentorship, however you want to look at it. I did it on the field, uh, but he also knew how to do, you know, the back end stuff. Look, this is one of those guys as well. You know, I've already talked about this being a relationship business where he has a great relationship with the players, you know, mind, body and spirit. He always talks about those things. And you can see from the development of the players in his room, uh, he was ready for the job. Rod, uh, in recent years, more and more coaching staffs haven't been showing up to the NFL Combine, uh, which is going on next week. Do you envision being there? And because you guys have the number three pick, is this an important one for you? Yeah, we're, st we're still working through that stuff. Um, look, we'll, we'll talk about it after this, after this mic is out my face. But uh, at the end of the day, look, we'll have great representation there. And I have nothing but uh, the ultimate faith in Elliott and his staff as well. And also our coaches that are evaluating players, both in free agency and the draft. Yeah, you know, the, the one thing I would say about AVP is he can make the same concept look a bunch of different ways. And that's always hard for uh, for us on the defensive side of the ball. And, and really, like, it depends on the players that we have and the, the flexibility that he has as far as scheme is concerned. Um, he's been cross-trained, uh, you know, multiple teams. And I think that experience and that uh, that philosophy is going to do us well in the future. Jerron, you have. I gotta get. I gotta get Karen. I gotta get Karen real quick. Yeah. Did you feel um, limited at all because of your lack of context? And is that kind of where Elliot came in and made up made up for that in terms of filling out the staff? You, you know what I would say is, you know, we all have strengths and weaknesses, and we're trying to continue to sharpen our swords. Uh, through people and through their experiences and at the same time shore up weaknesses or areas to improve. Uh, look, I don't, I'm not going to sit up here and act like I have all the answers because I don't. And Elliot's one of those guys I'm going to lean on. And McAdoo's one of those guys I'm going to lean on. Uh, AVP, all those guys are, are guys that I feel like I can lean on and learn a lot, as well as ownership, right? As well as ownership. Uh, they've been uh, very supportive of what we've done. Right, 
filling out the offensive staff under Alex, did he make recommendations or did he have power over that hiring process? Yeah, I, I think one important thing is uh, for offensive coordinators is really to have the ability to have major input in hiring their own staff. Um, you want guy, you don't want to have to teach your coaches as well as now these guys are going to teach. You want them to have a fundamental understanding of your scheme. But in saying that, I would say it was a combination between, you know, Elliot, myself, Grow, uh, and AVP to really uh, nail the staff down. Good. All right. Thanks, guys. I'll see you in, what, an hour?